0: Acts 17, verse 30 says, Truly, at these times of ignorance, God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Repent. Repentance. It's a significant part of our Christian experience and will be the topic of our discipleship class today. My name is Calvin Mitchell. I will be leading this class today. And before we start, I would like for us to go uh, to God in prayer. Most heavenly and gracious and merciful Father in heaven, we are just so thankful for your blessings. We are so thankful for all the ways that you worked in our lives. We thank you for your son, Christ Jesus. He came down on a cross to die for the remission of our sins. We're just thankful for all the blessings that we have each and every day, one of which is the love of God, which includes his gentleness, which includes his long suffering, which includes his ability to overlook uh, the wrongs if we come back to him and turn to him through repentance. We ask, Heavenly Father, as we go into this study, uh, that we have a better understanding of what repentance is and how we can make applications into our lives so we can be better disciples for Christ, better ambassadors, better followers, so that we can imitate the life of Jesus and all the things that he would want us to do But we know, Heavenly Father, that there are things that we need to do. And we just ask, Heavenly Father, as we study these things, we see that we need uh, Jesus first and foremost in his mercy, his grace, uh, his love, uh, his sacrifice. We need all those things. And we are so thankful that we had those things and that we are able to come to God in prayer. And we just ask, Heavenly Father, that uh, as we study these things, that we will be able to understand what's required of us. And that we will have a better understanding. And all these things I ask in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. It's clear in Acts 17, verse 30, that repentance is an integral part of, of the Christian experience that all men all men not some men all men are commanded to repent which begs the question what is this repentance? why do I need to repent? and why is it so significant? well repentance is important to God we see it here He commands it for all men to repent. But what is it? Why is it important for us to repent? And what does repentance mean? We know it's very significant, right? We understand that. Uh, If we look at Luke in the Gospels, we see in the Gospel account of Luke, Luke 13. uh, And if we look at Luke 13, verse 5, we see there Jesus teaching repentance and Jesus saying I tell you no but unless you repent you will all likewise perish whoa you shall all likewise perish these words are words of judgment these words are words of of being separated from God Uh, and and this is a, a, a terrifying thing is it not but in that is a glimmer of hope and that glimmer of hope comes in the form of repentance because if we repent we will not perish so this repentance has a significance for us It has a hope for us that while we are in a condition, that we have an opportunity to get out of that condition. So let's look at uh, first the definition of of what repentance is. See, repentance and repent and to repent uh, has been around uh, throughout the Bible. Uh, Repentance, the word of repentance appears over a thousand times in the Bible, which really lets us know its significance. Uh, to God from the beginning in the Old Testament uh the word repent is trans is translation uh, is to turn or to return. Uh, other uh, terms mean to be to be sorry, but if you think of this idea and this concept of to return or or, or to turn, we see how God has, throughout the old testament uh has he, he 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 he's constantly looking at his people the israelites and he's having them uh turn away from sin right and we see how that word repentance and how in the old testament is this concept of turning and returning turn or return right so you're turning away from whatever that sin is, right? And you're returning back to God, right? So turn away from the sin, turn to God it, and return to God. Um, New Testament though, uh, repentance uh, takes a different form, right? It's very similar uh, in its structure and its meaning, but it has a different connotation. Uh, and so in the New Testament, in the Greek, we see the word metanoah, uh, and there's another uh there's another word that's very similar to it uh and it's interesting because uh metanoa, uh really means to change one's mind uh to change uh, to change a mind for the better and so when you think of the term metanoa, you might say to yourself well there's a english word that we have that that means just that right to to change to change your mind uh and the Greek word uh, meant the same thing but it's a compound word right so we have the word meta which is mine and Noah uh, which is change so when you put the two together you have that concept of uh, change mine uh, we there's another word uh, that's also uh, that kind of that's similar uh, that's metamorphosis right so we have that similar that same word meta which we understand to mean change and metamorphosis, that morphosis is change in structure, right? So for us to kind of understand this a little bit, we understand metamorphosis is also used as a term to describe the process of a caterpillar turning into a butterfly, Right. And what's beautiful about this this illustration and what's good to help us to think about the word metanoa, uh, which is a Greek word for repentance, uh, and how metamorphosis, which is similar, uh, is a similar word, but the difference is changing in structure uh, and changing in mind, is that uh, anyone can say that, you know, that little caterpillar that's eking across the ground Uh, generally, they're not beautiful in color. Generally, they're not attractive. They have a different look. They look like worms, right? But then when they go into the cocoon, and when they go into the cocoon, they can significantly change their structure. So when they come out of that cocoon, they are different. They look different. They're beautiful, They're radiant. They have all these attributes that you may not ascribe to the worm. Because there's a change in structure. And that change is significant. So what happens is, when you think of the word metanoah, that change in mind, it is a significant change. It's the same way that that change that would be significant in the Old Testament, right, to turn and return to God. It brings a concept that we would have a significant change in our lives where we are turning away from something, generally sin, and turning to God, but changing our minds to do so. So changing our minds to say, I no longer want to be an alcoholic. Changing our minds to say, I no longer want to be in an adulterous relationship. Changing our mind to say I no longer want to hold this bitter feeling toward my my mother or my brother or my sister or whomever that person might be that friend that maybe we've been holding this hatred for so long because we've been hurt because we've been uh, really um, betrayed. But that meta that meta Noah is saying you're changing your mind. And that change is significant because now you're moving from that hatred. You're moving from that adulterous relationship. You're moving from that sin of whatever that might be. You're doing a complete change and you're turning away from it. And in the same way, you would be turning to God. That's why it's significant, right? That's why unless you repent, you shall likewise parents. What we see in Luke thirteen five makes more sense now, right? because now what's happening is it's this concept of unless we change our sinful ways, we will perish because our sin separates us from God, and because the sin separates us from God, if we continue in that and not turn to God, we will perish makes more sense now, does it not? Let's continue to look on. Uh, repent again is that concept of returning to God and turning away from evil. Repentance was current, was um, common message uh, from God uh, to sinful man. If if we look over at Ezekiel here, let's look at Ezekiel, and then Ezekiel we are going to be looking at for, uh, chapter 14, verse 6. Chapter 14, verse 6 is, is, is where we're going to find ourselves here. The Bible reads, Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Repent, turn away from your idols. And turn your faces away from all your abominations. You see it here. This is precisely what we were talking about before. Uh, the 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 Lord uh, is saying to them, "You need to repent." Right, and He gives a definition of what to repent from. Right. And remember, it's this whole concept, uh, especially in the Old Testament, where it's the idea of turning and returning. So what are they turning away from? They're turning away from idols, right? And in addition, they're turning their, their, their faces away from all the abomination, all your abominations, right? And we see that, that they had two things that they, that they were turning away from. They were guilty, right, of a sin, uh, and they needed to turn their their focus and they needed to turn their their allegiance away from these idols and away from because we recognize that these or, these idols were part of their worship and we're saying turn away from that and turn to and return to God, return to God. As we move on, uh. We see Jesus um, doing the saying the same exact thing, right? So if we flip over to Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, and when we're in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, we see Jesus uh, here uh, in Matthew uh, chapter seven, uh, Matthew chapter four, verse seventeen, at the beginning of his of his ministry. Um, Jesus had uh, was 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 speaking. At the beginning of his ministry, and Jesus says here in Matthew chapter four, verse seventeen, very early in this in his ministry here, he says, "From the time Jesus began to preach, so from the very beginning, Jesus establishes uh, the importance of repentance uh, to the life of a uh, to be Christian." Right after his death, right, so he's saying. Uh, from the time uh, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is is at hand. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The opening word of the first sermon sets the tone for the for for uh for the rest of Jesus' ministry. Right? So what is Jesus saying? So it's Metanoah, right? So it would be that that mindset of, that would be, change your mind. Change your mind. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Change your mind. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So Jesus lays the groundwork there. And it's interesting because Jesus says precisely the same thing that John the Baptist had said. When John the Baptist was baptizing people. Uh, back in Matthew uh chapter uh, thirteen uh, Matthew chapter three uh, when Jesus when um when John the Baptist in Matthew chapter three um, verse uh one uh to uh three uh, we see here that uh John in those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of judea and saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand aha so here we have the same uh uh thought uh john the baptist later uh baptizes jesus and what jesus says uh hey john the baptist i want you to 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 baptize me and john the Baptist has a real problem with that, right? Because John the Baptist does not see how he could be baptizing this Messiah, who was so much greater than he. Uh, but yet, um, Jesus knew that this was an example of of what he wanted us as a pattern for us to do. And although John did not, John the Baptist did not recognize that. Um, he later did uh, baptize Jesus, uh, as we see later in the passage. But we see here uh, in both accounts. That there is more than a, um, a cursory change in mind here. Um, this isn't about regret. This isn't about remorse. Um, that This is really about a radical change. Uh, a radical change in mind. In which a, a person is turning away from whatever they were doing before. Whatever that sin is that they were engaged in. And drastically changing themselves, drastically changing their mindset, turning away from whatever that was, whatever that sin was, whatever that transgression that separates us from God and turning to God. And it was very significant because this is very early in the ministry of Jesus, which really uh, fortifies the the thought that this is a significant, significant uh, thought for Jesus. Uh, and for God from the very beginning and we see here uh, some of the apostles right and so we see it in the apostles ministry as well in Acts 2 Acts 2 38 we see a similar Acts 2 38 we see the apostles say uh and Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repentance is a challenging command, is it not? Because what makes it challenging is because it involves a challenge of the will of man, right? I want to be in this relationship. I want to be um involved in this substance. I want to be involved in this thing um that may be against the will of God, right? And that's what the real challenge is, and that's what really makes Christianity difficult because it's what I, Calvin, want and what God wants. And and typically because I'm foolish, because I'm I, I, I'm only human, I want what I want for the time, right? Time being. And sadly enough that's not often what God wants for us. And God wants more for us because God is thinking internal and we're thinking short term, right? And repentance involves a change of behavior, right? So you you have to change your mind, but you also have to change your behavior. The command to repent um, is, is uh, for those who are separated uh, by sin. And, and that's really important, right? But we all know... Uh, that uh Romans chapter 3 verse 23, right? That we that we all sin, right? So this is something that we're all dealing with and that we're all going to have to deal with. And that we just need to know that we have to have this repentant heart, uh which is changing of the mind and changing of the behavior and changing of the actions. And in First John chapter uh 1 John chapter 3 verse 4, uh, we read here uh, where the Bible reads, uh, whoever so commits sin also commits lawlessness and lawless and sin is lawlessness. And so we have to observe that it's important for us to, to understand that sin uh, is lawlessness is sin uh, really separates us uh, from God in a, in, a, in a really terrible way. Because uh, if we're separated from God, that means we do not have fellowship with Him. If we do not have fellowship with God, that means then we then we don't have. Uh, the pleasure of being in his company and the pleasure of him hearing our prayers, the pleasure of him uh, uh, being able to to be one with him. Uh, and so this is something that we do not enjoy by being separated. So if you think of it, it's a way for us to be restored right to our proper relationship with God in a lot of ways because repentance, as we see, is integral because it's important because we cannot uh, continue to to, to to live in sin. And continue to serve God the way He He would like us to to do. Uh, as an illustration, um, let's look over at Ephesians. We're looking at Ephesians, and we're going to land on Ephesians chapter. Ephesians chapter four is where we're going to land at. Because this is important, right? right? So this is this is I would call a practical exploit, a practical application <clears throat> of of repentance and what it really means to, to put away sin. I'm uh, starting at verse twenty five. Again that's Ephesians chapter uh four. Um starting at verse twenty five it says, Therefore putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members uh one another. Be angry. And do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give up who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed of your mouth, but whatever is good and necessary for edification, that is, that uh, it may impart grace uh, to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed by the day of redemption. So again, when we look at it here, we're seeing uh, those who, uh, who are put in, putting away lying um, are speaking truth, right? So what's the, what's the metanoia? They're changing their mind. They're changing their mind. They're changing their mind, right? So what's the change of mind also do? A change of behavior. So no longer am I lying. Now I'm speaking truth, right? I'm not angry. And I'm not because I'm not angry, I'm not gonna have that sin of wrath, right? If I steal, I'm no longer gonna steal. But instead of stealing, I'm changing my mind and changing my own behavior, and now I will be uh laboring. Uh repentance uh really is a change in our beliefs, right? Uh, and we see that in the in the New Testament, right? And we see it really illustrated how uh, the Jews did not believe Christ to be the Messiah, right in John chapter ten verse thirty. And then we see that Jesus uh, told them, "Hey, you you have to believe," right? And we see that in John chapter ten, uh, verse thirty-one and thirty-three. And then Jesus ultimately uh, requires them to repent in John uh, chapter eight verse twenty-four. Uh, repentance involves sorrow. Uh and um and not sinning again, right? So it's not only that concept of, of us, um, just being having a pity party as a pity party as we say, it also requires that ultimate change. And the question is, are we gonna make that ultimate change and put away those things, uh, that that uh lead to sin and put away those things that are sinful? And make that change in mind and that transformation in our behavior, in our thinking, in our behavior, in our behavior and in our thinking. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 reads, For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. It's very important for us to know that repentance is... Is an integral part of our Christian experience, and as such, as sin arises in our life, or as we try to enter into a life of of uh, to a to to a Christian life, we realize that we have to repent. We have to repent and act. And as as uh, Acts two thirty eight says, repent and be baptized. Right. So we have to change our mind, change our behavior, change our thinking. Change us. And in the same way as that description of the butterfly, right, we will be like a, we will be a new creature. We will be something different. And we just have to remain faithful until death. And this is our study on repentance for the discipleship class at Laurel Church of Christ. My name is Calvin Mitchell and I pray that uh, you will be able to Uh, Take this lesson and apply it to your life, and uh, more blessings to come. In Jesus' name, I thank you for all the blessings uh, that you've given us today. We thank you so much for your Son, Christ Jesus, and we ask that you forgive us of our sins and that we will have the right mindset to repent and turn away and turn to you, Heavenly Father, uh, so we can have a restored relationship with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.